Hi guys and welcome back to the Date Hate podcast with me, Darcy Lee, where we'll be spilling all the tea on dating and how shit it is. Whoop whoop. Today I have some very special guests with me. Um, let me introduce. One is my big brother who has appeared is appearing on the pod for the first time. Yeah, hey man. <laughs> um, at Eden lends him on Insta free promotion here at the Date Hate Podcast. Check it out. And we have Rasheen, who is Eden's girlfriend. She's, whoop, whoop. She's, she's more than just my girlfriend. And business partner <laughs> and partner in, in life. life. <laughs> you're going to try and be extremely political. <laughs> no, you give a as No, I just don't like that. I don't like that you're introduced like... I'm your partner. You're my partner. I, we would always say partner. I think people do that actually, especially on topic, like yeah. a lot when you have girlfriends, especially when they direct to the male first and go, oh, that's... She almost like she belongs to him. Mm-hmm. Like she's his girlfriend. Yeah. That's why I've always... Why couldn't it be Rashina and it's his... His, his boyfriend. That was my, I, my, mis, my mishap. I always... From, from the get-go, I've always referred to you as my partner. Yeah. Because that's how I see it. You're my partner. I would say this. partner. Okay, sorry, guys. I take back what, <laughs> I, take back what I say. Um, this is Rasheen, Eden's partner and <laughs> own person. And her own person. <laughs> and this has gone off to a flyer, hasn't it? This is going to be an entertaining one. I can tell you that. And her Instagram is at Rasheeno, so please check them both out. They're creatives. If you need a music video being done, you have the dream team in front of me. Okay, guys? Okay, cool. So I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> so I'm just going to start off this podcast with um, asking you both how long you've been together for. I don't know if we even know the answer to that. About, about nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine months, long time. How's it been? <laughs> How's it been in a global pandemic? Um, interesting. Interesting, definitely. I think brought us together feelings. quicker and strong, made our bond quicker than what it would normally be yeah. without the pandemic because sure. you're almost forced to spend more, you know, a lot more time together, mm-hmm. communicate a lot more, be a lot more honest and open, and mm-hmm. those are all good things for a successful relationship. Do you think that's because there's not that conventional thing at the moment where you would feel like you would have to go on a date because yeah. that's the way to do it? Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, you're forced into it. becomes more organic that you kind of yeah. do think, things. To and I think it's them. also like in, in this pandemic, it's been... Every time, like you hang out with someone or you do anything, it's it's a choice. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You're yeah. choosing to because you're actively going outside of of yourself and things to actively seek the people that you want in your life and choosing those people. It's really interesting thing conventional dating. I think especially now because conventional dating is just so not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting thing to think like when people have met during this time, like a lot of people have lo- like lasted. Like I've got a friend who met someone in the first lockdown and like is very, very happy because there's not... I mean, that's when we started speaking. I wasn't even in the country at Yeah, we, our relationship started uh, by uh, online. Vo- online voice calls. Yeah. Face wow. calls, FaceTimes. Face yeah. How was that? Yeah. FaceTime it got, relationship. It got to the point where we were FaceTiming every, every single day. day, every day and yeah. some, most of the time, more than once a day. <laughs> I once FaceTimed this Jewish man from Boston. <laughs> How's your FaceTime experience? <laughs> It was really, it was really, um, it was just really smart. I felt really grown up. Like, 
you know, I felt like I was a 40 year old, like really trying to find my husband. Like I was on FaceTime to him. He had his laptop like down there. I could, he was in a suit. Like it was a, it was a very odd experience. And I don't think it's one I'm going to rush back to anytime soon. I think for us, it'd be, it meant that like we had to speak to each other. Well, we knew each other anyway yeah. beforehand. So it wasn't like a first hand experience. Yeah. Was, like we, you know, I knew just, from her, we know, like, from work. We yeah. knew each other, but we had never had a conversation before. Before that point, we never had it. We had spoken, but we never talked to each other and like actually found out what the other person was like. And but I guess that's 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 and... a really good thing because there was more than just like an attraction. There was actual like intellectual conversation. It's intellectual yeah, I think that was the basis of our relationship yeah. from the get go because. We already saw what each other looked like, you know, it wasn't... We knew what each other did, we knew yeah. we had a lot of common interests, and then found out that basically we're just the same person. Essentially. Yeah, you are quite similar. Yeah. Very. I don't know, is, that good, is it a good thing or bad thing? Has. It's, it's, it's so far. Good and bad. Like, good and bad. Good and bad. It's like anything. Yeah. Um, and it's the same if you're very different to someone, you're going to have... You've got to find joy in your differences, but also a lot of discontent in your differences. That's true. It's the same when you're... It's normally the extreme for relationships normally work. They're either polar opposites or completely the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I thought they always said that you should date someone that's totally unlike you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they... the opposite, though, that you should date someone that's like and yourself it... because you're used to most your own company. They also say that you date people that either look like you or look like a sibling or someone like that because... We all love ourselves secretly, so that's why mm. when couples are together, they look, normally look like brother and, and sister. They also say <laughs> that you should save yourself for marriage. They do say that. Well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> how do you feel about that topic? I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It's a very ridiculous concept. It's a very. You, you have some strong feelings on this concept, being uh, brought up. Yeah, quite, well, quite religious. Well, I was brought up. The thing is, it's I come from a very religious country. However, my parents and solely my parents have like a different perspective on that, where they're like, you have the choice and the option when you turn a certain age to decide whether you want to continue to enter into that faith or whether you would like to divert from that faith and find your own path. Um, and I'm very lucky in that regard. Very, very lucky that my parents are like that. I had to have, you know, going into a Catholic convent school, I had to have like, a lot of like intense conversations with people where I had a lot of different views from them in relation to sex, marriage, gender politics, everything, because it's a very traditional mindset where I'm from and I'm not necessarily your traditional parents, but that is due to my parents not necessarily being the most traditional parents. Mm. Yeah, because if you've been brought up with exactly. a sense, then your your whole mindset would be totally I may not different. E- I may not even be in this country if I was brought up by two set, like a different set of parents because they really opened me to like a global perspective of things. Whereas when you're in Ireland, it's very centered into like every Irish mother wants you to marry an yeah. Irish man. This is a good topic for us to kind yeah, of like dating, to... dating within your community. Or cult. Or cult. Or cult. Or, <laughs> or, cult. or, or culture. Or, or race. Minority. Or... Anything. anything. So it's a big pressure. And yeah. You don't, cho- and you don't choose where you're born or the family you no. have. And you're kind of born into these kind of set of boundaries and rules um, that, you know, essentially I broke. But <laughs> So we do have this pressure. I did talk, I have talked about this on the pod very briefly before, but as I said before, um, I am Jewish and so is Eden. As I said before, if you're anti-Semitic, please turn off now. Um, and 
Um, we're, we were brought up in Northwest London and we were brought up in a completely Jewish household. Um, our mom and dad, both Jewish, both practicing, but not practicing Jews in the sense that they like dress like super, super religious Jews, but like they'll go to synagogue maybe like once a month and they only... It's the same as my mom, but my dad doesn't necessarily... My dad was brought up in a much stricter household. Yeah. Very strictly Catholic. Like that was the way that you lived your life it's so funny because same with our dad like our dad brought um was brought up Shomrei Shabbat which means he kept like he was proper proper religious went to shul every Saturday you know like he he would kosher my dad would have to like go to Sunday school yeah same exactly and then he moved away he met my mom my mom is actually more religious than my dad and has more faith than my dad does but I think that's actually because my dad turned away from it yeah because it was so ingrained in him and it was it wasn't a choice for him it was something he was yeah. told to do well that's the thing i think i, I think maybe where's my mom chose it i think maybe maybe for eden as well like we have a lot we had a lot and probably same with you we had a lot of pre- there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of pressure to like marry a jew and bring up your kids jewish and like especially for a man because if you don't marry a jewish woman then technically your kids won't be jewish and there's that whole big pressure there where it's like well oh my god you're not with a jewish woman oh my god your kids aren't going to be jewish and like it's what a terrible disaster of a life you're gonna have, and it's it's sad that this is like grained, drained into you. I mean, and my mom's asked me the same questions. You know, my mom's been like to me, "Well, if you have a kid, are they getting baptized? Are they having communion? Are they having confirmation?" It becomes the the, the moment that it becomes for them rather than for you. Yeah, that's why that's why they that's want just, it. It's for them. It it, it kind of is. It, it, it definitely is. is. Like they're essentially dictating who you should marry, why you should do it, so that they have the, something to tell their family and their close ones. Oh, my daughter married. It's for acceptance, and and honestly, like based on I'm not gonna go into it, but you know my <clears> mom's <throat> history. Based on my mom's history, I would understand why she would seek out that acceptance. Mm. I fully it's very get primal. that. I fully get that. Like. It's not something that I don't understand. It's just not necessarily something that I personally agree with. I think you fall in love with who you fall in love with, and that's all. I agree with that. I don't like how in Northwest London, it's like if you get to 30 and you're a woman and you're not at least with a boyfriend, you're literally done for. That is it in Northwest London. Like, no man is going to want to touch you. And I think that's really a really sad thing. And I think for all these women that are in been brought up like that and want that and do hit 30 or 31 32 and can't find someone like that this it's awful for your mental health it's awful to make you think that's it i'm done i'm never gonna get married i'm never gonna have kids because no one wants me i think that's such a pressure that's put on women and i think one yes we can look at it scientifically and biologically there is a deadline yeah but apart from that, that doesn't mean that you're, like, that is the sole purpose of your existence as a female to reproduce. It's not, it's something that I find is, like, there's a lot of pressure on that, that you should, that that is what you should do. Yeah. And if that's your choice and you want to have kids and everything, go you, like, that's amazing, like, have kids. But it shouldn't be a, a pressure and anxiety or worry when you're living your life. I know I think I'm gonna I'm hitting 25 and fuck I'm done for if I don't find someone in two years it's just ridiculous it's a ridiculous but unfortunately uh, it's a it's a thing our parents have like 
they really drill into you. Like our parents say they don't wouldn't care if we didn't marry you, but I think secretly they problem, really would. The problem is a lot of, of these things and rules and, and things that you know, politics and traditions and cultures, they're kind of stuck in history, you know. The world moves on, the world evolves, people evolve, mindsets evolve, politics evolve, you know, everything evolves around us, yet religion seems to stand still. Um yeah. so why and even on that regard like you know that i always say there is a difference in my eyes between religion and faith uh, yeah for sure 100 you know percent. I mean? like yes. there's a difference between religion religion is a set of rules set out by a man and faith is something that is like internal and you believe mm. and it's a, a welcoming and a community orientated thing and religion almost like separates that because like you said like you're jewish i'm catholic but this our faith true. could be exactly the same. We could believe in the same things for yeah. the world and for what we believe in, like, is beyond this world. But well, this we is don't the, have the this, same religion. This, this week's <laughs> episode of Date Hate Pod has turned into religion. <laughs> I know, we haven't even talked Reli- about dating. We haven't talked about dating at all. We're bashing religion right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've decided that the Date Hate Pod is basically a podcast about me just bashing on men like just <laughs> fucking hating men i'm such a man hater but yeah we've gone into religion okay so past the point of religion because no this isn't a religious debate here um I think, I think what we're, we're trying to get to let us try and focus it you're essentially then pressured to go on dates with people of the same culture as you yeah and that is therefore you know in our religion jewish religion quite a small pot you're then a tiny you're basically telling me as about like I have the whole world all these incredible people that I could you know get to know have relationships memories with but you're defining me to the boundary of a small pond or puddle and mine's is in the context of don't leave yeah that's where mine's comes into play where it's like you should stay like yeah. For me to be in England is even like a thing, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because of the history, it's like I don't mean to gem- even dealing not even a Jewish man, but an English man. Yeah. Could be a context in some things because of where I come from. I don't so. mean to generalise Northwest London Jews, but I'm going to. Um <laughs> Our pool is pretty terrible. And it's mean. It's mean to say, isn't it? But it's it's not it's No, not- there's some incredible people within that pool, but they're not know, great. There's a lot of incredible people and you shouldn't ever be you know, you shouldn't. From a woman's standpoint, Jewish men are very short. Oh, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm 5'8. You're quite short. I'm quite short, but average. But it's a Jewish thing. It's, it is a Jewish if thing. You were, if you weren't Jewish, you'd probably be taller. <laughs> Maybe. You probably would. That's just genetics, though. Yeah, it's, but that's because we're Jewish. I'm telling you, it's a Jewish thing. There's well, very it's small it's Jewish, Jewish men out there. Genetic. Lucky, lucky Jewish women aren't tall. That's all I got to say about that one. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> anyway, so Eden, how do you feel? As there's never been a man on, you're the first man to enter the date hate pod. Congratulations! <laughs> you made it. You made yes. it. I feel very. Accept- I feel accepted in the, in the female community by being allowed on such a podcast. So I, 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 I I'm, I'm honoured to be here. I'm, I'm glad you are. So from a, let's just talk about from a male perspective. I know you're more of a feminine man. But I, I just. Sure. I just want to hear like a man's well a man's perspective on on dating because you're you're very much a man who you like to have a girlfriend 
Yes. Yeah, I, I like relationships. You yeah. like your relationship, relationship guy. Your relationship yeah. guy. So let's talk about that. So why, what's, what's the, what draws you to wanting to be in a relationship guy? Because a lot of men would never. I like the idea, I like the idea of essentially having a partner. It's having someone, you know, a best friend, someone that shares a lot of common interests, commonalities, someone that you can adventure with um, on a regular basis. I think, you know, I'm also very comfortable with my own, yeah like time and um, a lot of people would say oh your relationship like you go from relationship to relationship you're in very long relationships you can't like enjoy time on your own you know you, that's why you're in those doing those relationships yeah a lot of people would think a lot of people that. say that but I, definitely like most people that got to know me especially those that i've been in a relationship with would say i'm very like comfortable with my own skin and my own time and yeah things like that so i don't know i i, I just i've just never like you know, I've had the single life. I've done it. I was young. I went abroad. I went to Colombia. Yeah, I've enjoyed true. myself. And I don't feel like the need to seek, you know, that kind of lifestyle. The lifestyle that I like and enjoy is best for me is one where I have a partner and someone that I can show affection to, respect, love, learn from, all the rest of it. I don't know. I do feel like maybe it's easier for men, though, to, to like, get into a more... A relationship more than it is for a woman I don't know just personal experience for me is every guy I've seen that I knew was with someone is now with somebody else do you know what I mean whereas mm-hmm. most women that's been in long-term relationships that I know of are now out of those relationships and it's been a year a year and a half whatever and they're not with anyone so you say it's harder for women to move on May, not maybe harder to move on but yeah yeah in it yeah harder to move on harder uh... to move on yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a woman. I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. really answer that one. Machine? Um, I think it is for each woman and each experience and each relationship that you've come out of. Because different. It's different. I think for a woman, it doesn't matter really the longevity of the time. It matters how much that experience meant to you and depending mm. on how much that experience meant to you is how long it will take you to get over that and how much you need to actually... Even for me, for me personally, remember who I am without that person. Because yeah, I think in a relationship, that, yeah. women, maybe the same for men, can't speak because I'm not a man, but we give a lot. We, we stop, not stop some things, but adjust some things. Yeah, you know, we, yeah, we adjust totally, a lot, totally. A lot, you know? To, in, in order to be because in a relationship. I, well, but only also because generally women are generally more sensitive than men. Yeah. Because well, we've I got a lot more hormones you, you, going through us. I think us. obviously the, the woman in a relationship, the female in a relationship, in a heterosexual, we're talking about a single, you know, heterosexual relationship, yeah. invests emotionally more, perhaps, than the male, but that shouldn't be the case. It should be an equal amount of emotion. I don't, I don't think... I don't I know think, if it's emotion. I think there's, I don't there's, know if it's there's the, like... The thing is, a woman goes into, if she's going to enter into something, because I think a woman gets hit harder, if she enters into something, she's with the ideation in her mind that, you know, that's, it's you and I, we're adventuring together, do you know what I mean? Like, we're doing this together. And so when it ends, it's like, the things that, like, what, what the idea was is now gone, and I think that's, like, the hardest part as well, and it's like, you, it takes a long time to heal from something. As a woman, I think it took a long time. Well, I just, yeah, well, also as women, you are just 
you are just more emotional than a man because we're way more hormonal. Like, we can have babies, you know, we can carry a baby for nine months. Like, men can't do that. So there's a lot more hormones going through you. So therefore, you are just generally more emotional. So you feel more. Mm. But it doesn't mean a man doesn't feel. Like, there's very many emotional men. They just show it maybe in different ways where you wouldn't be able to read it. Mm. And men, perhaps, um, (laughs) fall short and, you know, give in to distractions and... And the things around them a lot more, especially in this kind of climate that we live in. I just didn't realise how... They're easily distracted, wandering eyes. Yes, more so. But that's because you have penis. That is, that is a thing. So really? Like, I believe, right, because I've dated females before. I believe it's not... It's nothing to do with that. What it's about is... How I actually dedicated to that person. I think when women get in a relationship, they make a choice. They make a decision, and that decision from that point on sure. is the decision that has been made. And I think men kind of more so, and some women that I've dated kind of fumble their way in, and like it's not really, it's not a decisive decision that this is what I'm mm. going for, and this is what I've decided. And if I've made this decision, I'm sticking to it. There's more of this kind of, you know, because I, I think at the end of the day, when a woman, a woman could have as many options as a dude. Oh, more, have to more go, so, more so, and she doesn't have to go out searching to them because they're going to come to her more so because we live in a heteronormative society, and we live in a misogynistic society, and so that's therefore the way that it goes. But I think it's, it's, it's the thing is that when it's a man in relationship, it's his decision or his choice more so mm. to approach things or to do things. It's choice, whereas a woman can just. I've decided that I'm with that person and therefore all doors are down to anyone else. Yeah. The door is shut. The door is shut. Yeah. This is true. Shut your door, guys. If you're going to, at least, if, you're, if you decide to be in a monogamous relationship, if you've decided that between you, you shut the door. If you're in a polyamorous relationship or whatever, that's a whole different situation. You guys have decided that that's what you're going to do. I personally would not ever be able to do that. Personally, for myself either, no. Eden? No, no. It would it would freak me out. It's yeah, like I understand it. Be, it. it I do understand it because I have friends who are in one. A lot of challenges. A lot of challenges. Like it would it would actually. And a lot of emotions. A lot. I would of, go to bed with. Like, I'd go to bed with heightened anxiety every <laughs> you night. Would. You would. Like, you would but then that depends. So but, much communication and open. It's also on, quite dirty. Yeah, they got a V. Wrapping up everything. Make sure you're wearing. You've got to wear that condom every time, ma'am. Jesus, don't know. It's not as nice. What about you know in in kind of Islam that you can have four wives? You can. That's why I'm like I understand the concept because I guess Florian and Arsama, Florian and Arsama are in a polyamorous relationship, and I fully understand it. Like I'm like. Go do you do like if that's what like yeah. if that's your sexuality. Go do you for the, for the you couple. Do. You know if that's what heightens their relationship. Me, it, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He knows. No. <laughs> no, we've had this. No, but I can imagine. Like it's not. Uh, I want to say it's not something you've been brought up with, but I feel like that the idea of it is maybe something you had to have talked about as growing up I don't know I don't think I could just like you know come from this household and then dating and then decide I'm gonna just like date 
be in a polyamorous relationship and just go, like no, I mean that's, that's my head doesn't work that way I mean that's that's indicative of like again like what we were talking to before I know it's not a culture yeah. religious podcast but it comes down to that as well like that is something that you know you've been taught you know and someone who's come from maybe a polyamorous household would have a different perspective on life Ooh, that your, like, your life is dependent by your environmental circumstances and whether you yeah. choose to go outside those conventions or stay within them yeah and that's whatever works for you if you came from a polyamorous household, then I think you it would be so normalised. Exactly. Yeah. Like anything, like any fiction. That's what you're led to believe. Why, why would you believe anything else? It's just those, there are within those communities people that are more curious and inquisitive of the world and they want to explore and go outside the rules. And, or maybe they But just... they're just labelled as anarchists or, you know, <laughs> because they just go against the norm, but you know, that's what I stand for. That's the motto. Go against the norm, peoples. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, I did. Us sitting here with our I know, purple literally. hair, pink yeah. hair. <laughs> basically, hair dye, as I said before, is the one way to basically just yeah. easily yeah. shun people away from, yeah. either from you yeah. or to you. Yeah. You're either definitely in my clique and you get me and you understand me, or you don't, so stay the fuck away. And, and you're not going to... I'm quite... peacocking to my own, <laughs> to my <laughs> to own people. To my own people. That, yeah, it's a, it's a type of person. I, I went on a date with this guy with pink pink hair and I, I quite liked it, but... Yeah, like, bad boy. <laughs> but, like, some people are it's not, not into that. No, but well, that's, what, it's, that's me, what it is that's perceived what it is. as. We need to talk about that because that's a very interesting okay. thing Go for it, babe. Okay, go for it. Wow. (laughs) Where do I start, Darcy? (laughs) Where do I start? First of all, the first thing I would say is I'm not your manic pixie dream girl. I'm not this, like, (laughs) there's this, like, perspective of alternative girls that is, like, because I've got some piercings, because I've got some tattoos, I'm this wild card. And, like, in some regard, I am, but that's just because I'm a woman. (laughs) That's just because I'm a woman and I have my personality. It's nothing to do with high address or high look that's not indicative of the type of person I am because the the things that go along with the way that I look is reckless drinks loads like even down like do you know what I mean do you know what I mean? I've just been treated in do you a mean by, way. by men or yes. just in life in life somewhat but by definitely men. by men yeah. definitely by men because of how I look it's I see I'm I I am quirky but not like I don't have pink hair. Do you know what I mean? But like, you, I could. You're undercover. You're, quirky. you're cookie. That's what I would say. You're undercover. Quirky. Undercover, right? But if I go on a day, let's say, with a Northwest London Jewish guy, mm. and I turn out with all my rings on, and like, even in this outfit, which isn't even very rogue, <laughs> they get freaked the fuck out. <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, who is this w- w- individual gothy?" I think I've been called goffy before because I had a skull ring. Then can you imagine like the reaction to me sometimes when the way that I dress and the way that I look, it's it's somehow I'm supposed to be a certain way because of that, and then I get treated a certain way, like a like assumptive like treatment, and it's just like, why why do you think that? About me, like why? What about me says that? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Selfie time. <laughs> we just okay, talked. One, with... two, three. Manic, manic, manic pixie dream girl on three. One, two, three. Manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're just having a pic. We're just having a picture break. Um, no, but it's just like the the reason I said not your manic pixie dream girl is because that's the trope. If you imagine, you know, in like rom com movies, yeah. we're talking Ramona Flowers, we're yeah. talking Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, yeah. I get stereotyped as that character, and like it, it, 
it's annoying. It's irritating yeah. because that's not the person that I am. Do you actually know? No, me? you're really not. I'm really you're not. You're really like not that, that kind of person. I'm, I'm not. Like I guess Eid, you have the same thing. Because uh, actually, I met I've someone. Had that both. I, I met someone the other day, and they were like, "I met your brother. He's quite out there, isn't he?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're definitely out there, but out there definitely doesn't mean there. that you're not. No, the thing is, I can very easily like look like your Northwest London yeah. Jewish boy and go into that mold. You know, like a bi- you wouldn't like any- a bipolar you, child. You wouldn't any more though. Living in a religious household. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't anymore though. Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. So, no, you wouldn't I mean, anymore I, I, though. No, but definitely... I've just learned to be a lot more comfortable in my skin. Yeah. I know a lot more, you know, I'm 28 years old. I've, I've gotten through a lot and I now definitely know who I yeah. am and what I stand for and how I want to be perceived and yeah. who I want to bring in my circle and all the rest of it. So for me, as I am boy, like, I'm carefree. Like I don't care what other people think of me yeah. because it doesn't, it's not important to me. I'm the same. I don't give a shit. Well. If I mean, you don't like me, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Germany. I've got my things, my people, my yeah. you know, things I need. I agree. I agree. If you don't come with good energy. That's all we ask. Motto good of- energy. This says good energy. <laughs> what about this? Does not say good energy. Good time. The motto- responsible good time too. The motto <laughs> of the podcast today is: not you- I don't give a fuck about you, so don't give a fuck about me. Okay, guys. <laughs> nice. We should get some hair dye to sponsor this. Yeah. Bleach London, Manic, shout Manic, out. Manic, Manic, Crazy Colour. Crazy Colour. Crazy, I like Crazy, Crazy Colour. Crazy Colour, shout out to you guys. Shout out, Crazy Colour. Hit us up at the Date Hate Podcast on yeah. Apple, Spotify and Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, really <laughs> that was lovely. Like, Great voice. I've had some practice, guys. I've had some practice. Um, so... Okay, so we, we've really we've really covered quite a few subjects in a very short space of time. So we've gone from religion to hair dye, um, to what do you think is a good color like for a date? That on like a you know what on a hair? First, first date hair. hair. What's the like spectrum for you? Like if you saw someone with like well, I said I went on a date with a guy with bright pink hair the you other liked day. It. You I liked was it. I was feeling it. He was very good looking. Did help. See, I just like I'm. It's, one thing that is bad about myself, and I will say, like, when it comes to my dating experience, like, if you're, like, very conventional looking, what it is for me no, is, like, I can't do us that. walking down the street together is just not, like, you, like, no. Oh, my God. It won't work. Oh, my God. I said this the other day. Okay, I went on this lovely date with this Essex guy. Shout out, shout out. I've talked about you on the pod before, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I went on a date with this Essex guy. Lovely guy. Jewish. Very boring. An accountant. Was a lovely guy, though. But I honestly... <laughs> Walking next to him, me and him, it looked so wrong on so many levels. It just looked wrong. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. You have people, like, you see it. Like, you see it when you see relationships. You're like, even, like, people have just been on a date or something. I'd be like, you two look like you go together. You're, like, cute couple. Yeah. Like, it works. Yeah. Like, you know, we've had that, you know, for us, that people think we've been going out for, for years. years. Literally, like, years. Um, but a lot of people have said that to us, which is interesting to me, but I think that's that's also like what we've said before. Like but also you work together, you spend a lot of time together, and you know each time. other like inside <laughs> you know each other inside out. It's a different thing than conventional dating. It's yeah. what you guys did wasn't really yeah. it's not conventional. Anyway. At all. I mean that's that just I said she just fits, fits my profile, the yeah. unconventional. Some, some yeah, totally. But I think like you said, like a a normal convention conventional looking guy. It's, it's fashion and that kind of thing is just too important to me mm-hmm. as an individual mm-hmm. to not it's what, it's it's what you're attracted to isn't it that's yeah. part of what I'm attracted to someone yeah. that can dress and that's what you want so. that's what you want mm-hmm. gotta hit that tick back mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's some things can't compromise on. I haven't <laughs> been on a date in a long time. <laughs> what but would you? That's quite a good talk. What would, what you, would you compromise, compromise on? on? Oh, okay. Well, you can change. You can change the fashion, but I won't. I don't know if I can. No, because if you don't have style. Yeah, that style comes across as like on many levels. As yeah, well, personality. You if you can't dress that well, you probably like you're not creative. Don't eat that well, you probably <laughs> eat that well. <laughs> no, I mean, you, like, just, like, you don't know like a good, a good restaurant. You don't know a good restaurant is what I'm saying. What? what? No, no, because no, you dress super conventional. And like I've been, I've been, you can be smart. Through. It may not be my kind of look, but you yeah. can be smart and still have okay, a fantastic well, you can't taste. Out, you can't like pick out a good piece of art. Yeah, that but that's only a deal breaker because that's a deal breaker for you. Oh, nice bars. Bars. <laughs> <Or> nice bars. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a deal breaker? Nice bars. I tell you what, my deal breaker is. My deal breaker is I need somebody that is um worldly, someone that can educate me, teach me things that I wouldn't know. Anyone that's the professor. Not a professor, no, no, not a professor, just someone that's not just been brought up in Northwest London and hasn't moved and only hangs out with Northwest London people. Basically, the whole Northwest London. So, anyone not in Northwest London. <laughs> so, 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 someone, so, someone from outside, so this is what you're after. Someone from outside Northwest London, preferably, probably like, you know, some not English, something quite like exotic but nice but kind of conventional. Without an. But accent. allowable. But has moved into Northwest London is what you're after. I'm after. Is there any guys out there that have, <laughs> that are cool? Have some fashion sense. Don't live in Northwest London. Never brought up in Northwest London. North but West. moved into <laughs> Northwest London and have a couple of Northwest London. Friends. I would like to see a Jewish girl. Yeah. <laughs> We're after you. You could have the winning <laughs> ticket <laughs> for a date with Darcy. For a date with Darcy. No, okay. Can I? <laughs> I don't know. We should set up a hotline. <laughs> oh my god! Can we do this? Oh wait, hundred. Oh wait, hundred Darcy. Let's get Darcy a date podcast. Let's get Darcy a. This is. A this is oh my god! We've passed <laughs> it out. This is why you started the podcast, so you could actually get yourself a date. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I wanted to find my husband, guys. This is why the podcast was... No, this is my perfect type. Ready? It's quite, it's quite a long list. Okay, so... A man who is... That's a good one. <laughs> who is... So I'm who is over five foot nine. Who is hairless, as in... I don't like... I don't, so a man-child. I need a man... A five-foot-nine man-child. I don't like hairy... I don't like hairy men. It makes me feel ill. I just right. don't like it. So that's or all sh- men then. Shave it. No, shave. So shave. Just, but then it grows back thicker. I, I just don't like, like a back hair or shoulder hair. Oh, it's gross. She's not overly hairy. You can have hair, but just not... Little hair bit. in all the right places. Hair in good places. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Manscaped. Someone that can dress has a sense of fashion. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be like bloody, I don't know, give me a good guy who has amazing fashion sense. I can't think. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like Johnny Depp, okay, or anyone like that, but just like you can put an outfit together. You're not rocking up in (laughs) chinos and a hero t shirt or boohoo man. (laughs) No, that's a a no for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. No, no, no. no. Or like, once I went on a date with this guy in the snow and he rocked up in in like suit shoes in the snow. No. 
In the snow, brown suit shoes. Do you know what I also, like, for me... That says a lot about someone. Says a lot. Yeah. For, for me, something that says a lot is, like, when they, they really don't want to get their trainers dirty. Like, but you've gone on a walk to a park. Oh, yeah, stupid. Why'd you wear them trainers then? <laughs> like, if you don't, like... Is that wear another park. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, I'm just, like, learn how to dress for, like, occasions. I think that's more the thing. Like, learn... Like, if it's, like, a chill thing, fine. Like, rock up in, like... Like, if you're chilling at someone's house, don't rock up in a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's some people who don't know how to dress for occasions, and then it's just, like... I you went on a walk. I, I went on a walk with a guy who had insane fashion sense, but he still walked in Chelsea boots for seven seven hours. You know why well, work walking in Chelsea boots? Chelsea boots. Because no. in Chelsea. <laughs> he walked. Well, um, yeah. Maybe, but I'm just saying. Yeah, you're right. Dress for occasion. How dare you get Dress for occasion. Chelsea <laughs> I just don't think you should walk in. Like it's like going on a walk in Doc Martens for seven hours. You're gonna kill your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, why why is Chelsea the only place that has a boot named after them? A good question. Yeah. Where Anyone? My, where, tra- <laughs> where, 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 where are my Enfield trainers at? <laughs> East London. East London Brogues. East London Brogues. <laughs> I need my Hampstead Converse. I need my I need, I need my I need my I need my Liverpool wellies. <laughs> but this is it's not possible they don't exist I've looked is I would preferably like to be with a Jewish man I know I bash them like fuck but like I preferably would like to be with a Jewish man just because it is easier I can't explain it but like there's just common ground there like I don't think it's like you and Eden because you two are so similar so it doesn't matter the, your different backgrounds because personality wise you guys are so similar well, I think that's maybe because that doesn't like that aspect of things I don't know about you darling but like for me that, that's not even like no that's not even like darling <laughs> darling bye no can I get for you darling you know I say darling darling off the barbie <laughs> it's like that for me is never because like I, I left yeah. all that behind I yeah. left that idiot thing. Like I, I made that decision then and there that I'm opening myself up to whatever the world is handing to me, and so that isn't like it's not even like a thing that enters really into because I'm not at home anymore. Maybe if I was at home, it would be a thing. Protestant, or yeah, Catholic. maybe, maybe it probably would because I did date a Protestant guy and it was like a thing. Yeah, that's that's you know? a massive thing actually. And like, when I went home and I was dating someone who was like, for example, Nigerian, that was a fucking huge yeah, thing. Oh you know? my god, that wow, was a huge yeah. thing. But if but I'm, like, I'm not for being... Me, for me, it really doesn't matter. You're a human being. I'm not, so being, a, I'm not being funny. Quickly, sorry, you can go into a point in one minute. Quickly <laughs> is... If we... I know my parents would say no, but deep down they would say yes. If like not being racist they're not racist but if you brought back if i brought back a black guy they would not be happy listen Anne, would not, they not from my my parents but from my external family for sure but that's why i said my parents read but that's maybe why i have that perspective because yeah. of who my parents are honestly like i i got a lot to just yeah know, say about that but it's just like yeah i mean the thing is is you're we're saying what's interesting about what you just said darcy is you're saying like you know not being racist right but you know, essentially that is racist. Yeah, it's totally racist. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, here. It that, is. it's know, totally. Most parents, you yeah. know, of that, you know, that come from that community that 
you know, preferably wouldn't like you to be with a, you know, a black person. But also, I've had oh, racist. I've also, I've had the experience. Totally. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, there's this, seg- there's these segregated rules with dating because I've had that instance where I was dating someone who was Nigerian and their family weren't accepting of me. I was slightly better because I was Irish, but they weren't accepting of me because they wanted them to marry a Nigerian yeah. girl, which I, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, I completely understand it. Like, that doesn't mean that I agree with it, but I understand where that comes from and why that might have formed and why you would feel pressure and why it would be easier, babe. Like, I get that, but... For me, I just... For me, it's not a factor. Yeah, for me, I just, I think it was easier. And I think also because I did date a non-Jew for a really long time, a guy that wasn't Jewish, and and I have to say, going into having to hang out with his family, I felt really uncomfortable. Only because I hadn't been brought up in that way. And the way... I'm, it was a culture shock. It me. was a culture shock. And I don't know if it's a really English thing, but um, I feel... I don't know. This is obviously all down to the individual. But as Jew, as Jewish people, like, we're very family-orientated. Mm-hmm. We've been brought up that way. Everything, you know, Friday night dinner, very close to our family. And then going there where they only see each other maybe, like, three times a year for, like, Christmas, Easter, and mm-hmm. whatever. That was a... That was whoa to me. I was like, whoa. I mean, I, yeah, I, I had completely same, ex- actually, like similar experience when I was at university. I went out with um, like a very English girl, you know, yeah, from the countryside, you know, in bloody I don't know Shakespeare country or something. <laughs> Shakespeare land. Lived in this like mansion, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful, stunning old kind of house. Um, you know, and they had Christmas and the tree, and we don't really you know Jews. We don't really celebrate. No, Christmas. don't do that. You know, but for most people, especially English people like that, it's like a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they went out shooting the yeah. day before to catch the pheasant. You know, we're talking these levels, mm-hmm. and it was very like uncomfortable for me and kind of for her because I was so, I was an alien completely mm-hmm. in that scenario. I didn't know how to act. You know, mm-hmm. what when I should like you know grab the cranberry sauce or not? Like what's allowed? <laughs> You know, yeah. am I allowed to put this cranberry sauce with this yeah. lamb, or is it a mint only thing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it was. But I mean, I think that like I, I've, I've noticed myself like coming like from where I come from, I tend to gravitate towards ethnic minorities because there's this very yeah like I've dated English people. And there's just a disconnect there because I'm like my family is hella family oriented. Yeah, like we're an Irish family. Yeah. do you know what I mean? And I've so, my family is extensive as fuck. Like I yeah. don't think I've met them all. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm. huge. Let's go through so, them. <laughs> oh, Callahan's, the old Patrick's, the old Paddy's, the old Dada's. But it's you know we were talking about racism earlier. <laughs> but it, but it's true though because I, but also, and there's like family dinners and there's like yeah. there's this understanding and no we may not celebrate like the same things like in terms of what they're called or when they take place but it's the same feeling like yeah. when I have, like when there's christenings there's Irish dancing yeah like, exactly you know but I also think it's the same way but some of those that's where like for me like that would be fascinating like I would love and I would to love see to that. go like, to I would a Jewish love wedding and to go see that and, and join in and participate but I think it's, it's like a that's why for example like for me like you know we'll go back to it like why most people they do marry within for me it's the opposite like you miss like, I would you're missing out like what you're saying I like couldn't even anyone have the most incredible Indian wedding and like mm-hmm. it would be phenomenal. But that's an ethnic minority. That's different mm-hmm. though because that's what you're referring to. Like an, this, that's a different thing. I'm going pure, totally English, cold heart English. 
But also I was going to say, like, it's another thing if you bring, for example, if you bring an English person into a Jewish world, they <laughs> love it. They're like, eat it up. They're like, whoa, because they yeah. love the family. They, yeah. I think maybe they wish they had been brought up that yeah. way, like with family around yeah. them. Yeah. And like, I remember like, um, I don't know with Eden, but I remember taking my ex-boyfriend to my cousin's bar mitzvah and him being like blown away with it. But also, FYI, Northwest London Jewish dudes are way too extravagant and over the top anyway and complete waste of money if you ask me but they do for a good party and, <laughs> <laughs> Free on that, baby. and like this yeah. this event to him was like he'd never seen anything like it before because it was so extravagant but also because it was so much fun and the family aspect of it and I think for them coming in when they've not been in that world it's a shock as well but maybe in a different way I think, like the thing that I because even though because it's like a comp Complicated like history of film. Like I, when I was dating, so my very first boyfriend was um English Protestant. Yeah, British Protestant. British Protestant. Sorry, but lived in obviously Northern Ireland. Grew up in Northern Ireland his whole life. But I was Catholic and Irish. So even across that, him coming into my world and like going to like bars that we would go to and there's killies happening. He didn't know them dances and like everyone was up and. But it's it, for him. It was like fascinating to him because he had never seen that himself. Eden, like, you gotta learn the dances. Oh, I'm so on that. <laughs> the and weird story and everything. I might make a fool of myself, but I would no, definitely give it a try. It's about trying. I think it's not even thing, about yeah, being I, good at it. It's no. about participating in what everyone else is doing. And I think that's the thing, especially like I, I guess like if you're gonna date someone from a from a different culture, you have to be very welcoming of the things that are yeah, associated. I'd be the with first one up there. I'd be like, yo. Why are you guys think, not dancing already? I think that's also like for, for me, <laughs> like for me, if you did that, that would be seen. And it was the same for me when I went to Nigerian wedding. It was like because I got up and danced, and I was like one of the like I was up. Do you know what I mean? Well, babe, so, if I have a Jewish wedding, you're totally invited. <laughs> but it's not going to be. I don't want any. I don't want a big wedding. I literally want two people at my wedding. So maybe no, you two. <laughs> So first we're going to find you the husband, then he's going to be able but to... But he's not invited, so I'm marrying myself. I always said if all fails, I will marry myself. Why not? As well, and that's, I will. Also, that's also a thing, like, I think... Is that I a thing? Is that allowed? I'll, I'll make it allowed. Maybe. Put one ring here, one ring here. Petitioning for self-marriage. Uh, yeah, why not? The ultimate self love. They always say in life just to rely on yourself, so why not marry yourself? Mm-hmm. You can only rely on one person in life. Mm-hmm. I rely on me and only me. I was born alone, I'd die alone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 understand. I, I do understand that. It is the life hate pod. <laughs> the life hate pod. Do you know... Well, actually, do you know what, guys? I did say last week that I was going to call the pod Chit Chat. I was going to change it called chit chat the pod because i've realized that most of these podcasts we do talk about dating but does go into a general chit chat um <laughs> but, but that's what dating's about about chit chat exactly yeah. see if we were on a date right now we would have covered so many subjects this is this is going well as a first date this is a fantastic first date actually what do you feel about we do sponsor us what do you feel about this is actually probably my ideal date Okay. Yeah. What's, Minus what's your the ideal podcast. Deal? What's your ideal deal? I'll tell you I'm my ideal. Even doing the podcast is quite, you know, that is a cool first date. That's it's quite cool. Oh my god! That's a oh, great first date, Darcy. The speed, speed date. Part. You should do this. You should do a speed date. Oh, oh my mind. god! I am gonna. My next date is gonna be a pod. 
Why not? And I'm going to be like, how do you feel about dating me right now? <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's honestly, it's probably one of the best ways to get to know someone because you, you got to talk to them. Like, you, there's something sitting in front of you that says you got to talk. Like, my ideal first date would be... Um, Drop the mic. <laughs> very chill. My ideal first date would be very chill and it would be having a few drinks and I would, yes, I would like to cover every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Every aspect. That's a long day. Yeah, a few hours. <laughs> ain't got much to say on that's, that no that's why I'm saying the best a good thing that came out of lockdown were these walking days because you weren't drunk and you were actually having to make were drunk. proper conversation with people because you were going on a walk you couldn't just go look at the tree isn't it so exciting like that's what I think is interesting about like like probably conventional dating is you have a lot of distractions that actually take you away from the actual date in person do you know what mm. I mean? Like, oh, let's go to the, like, all right, Funfair's not a good example because that is fun. But, like, <laughs> that is fun, but you don't yeah, talk. But, yeah, but like things where you're just, like, not really talking to one another. And that's, to me, like, that's not even a date. That's just two I, people doing something and for the like, sake of, like, conventionality, telling them they have to do something. Yeah. Never can check your phone, ever, on a first date. If you check your phone, you are out. No? what we do it's different but i think that's why we're so we're so fucking like understanding of each other in every if i was on a first date with a guy and they got their phone out if it was like i'm doing a work email of course go do your work but not if you're just gonna get out your phone because you're bored or something go away go home yeah i mean like leave it i don't want to date you're gonna get out your phone if it's like it becomes a a thing where you're noticing it then obviously but if it doesn't they check their phone to see if anyone's called them like cool this is a really interesting topic actually because at the end of my relationship with my long-term boyfriend it got to a point where we were that old couple where we sat opposite each other at dinner and didn't talk and Mm -hmm. literally just sat on our phones and i remember us just literally would sit there and we just be on our phone. Like, you know when you see those couples mm. out and no one's talking? Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. I totally know what you mean. I've seen that and, and I make a thing of it actually when you see it and you're with the other person mm. and then you see it together and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad yeah, that's, that's not us. us. We, yeah. we, we do sometimes yeah. do that. We're like, but I think also we're, we are very comfortable in each other's silence. Though, no, I think silence that's, is okay. That's, good, that's a good, that's a good comfortable, thing. Comfortability in silence. Cause yeah, because it can be really awkward. You have to have, like, I feel like in, in a first date, you should also, like, have moments where, like, it's quiet and it's okay. Before that, someone then it's like, that's a let, good let, let, let me, I have something to offer now, but then I'm going to be quiet. And have then you had some? Like, I've, had some <laughs> I've had some really awkward ones where awkward I actually talked about it on, on a podcast where I went on this horrific date with this guy, but I remember having to really try and be like, mm. okay, so, um, um, what's your favourite dog? Do you know what I mean? Just to try and have a conversation, have a conversation. because that awkward that yeah. awkward silence just makes you feel really uncomfortable. If yeah. if it's not a if it's not a mutual silence, it's just really awkward. You're like, should I leave? Because like we generally don't we obviously don't have anything to talk about. Like mm-hmm. there's no chat here, so it's not gonna work. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks for dinner. Okay? <laughs> And now how do you feel, to round up the pod, my one last thing I'll talk about is, um, like, gender politics in the sense, like, do you think a man should always pay on a first date? No. No. On a first date, it should be fit. Most of the time, honestly, you know how I am about this. I'm like, it's 50-50, it's give and take. You get this one, I get the next one. You get this one, I get the next one. Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, like... And I think, again, that comes from my parents. Like, my parents have separate bank accounts and then a joint bank account. 
the things that they pay for together, yeah, they pay for together. And the things that they pay, want on their own and they like want to have and are just wants and not like needs and stuff like that, they pay out of their own money. So I think it's really interesting because I we weren't brought up like that. Whereas like they my you know, my mum she works but like not like my dad works and like so I always have have this theory when I go on a first date if a man says split it which isn't a bad thing but I'm a bit like okay mm. well no well for me it's like it's nice it's it's nice it's to have gesture. someone to buy lunch gesture. or yeah or buy dinner for you that's lovely and the reason know? a man should Thank pay you. on the first date is just like a, it's just like you know it's a gesture and sign of like your respectful of the other person that you've had a good time that you've enjoyed it i think if like for me it's like if you're the person that's asked the person out on a date you're the one who has yeah. shown that you want to make effort you're the one that's driving yeah, it true. you're the one that's pushing it forward so yeah. therefore it has to come from you then yes 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 i think it's more to yeah. that because it's like it and i guess that's maybe in the same instance when a guy's asked you on a date and then it's like he's not even like suggested it's like, well, then why, like, if you don't... Yeah. The last, the last the last, few dates I've been on, and we've, before COVID, or COVID, but we were allowed to go places, mm-hmm. Um, I've actually not, I've not had it where they've been, like, split. But I did have one, so I, the first guy I ever properly dated, I remember once, we went for breakfast, and he made me pay for a £5 porridge, and I also was at college at the time, and I, £5 porridge, like, and he made me, like, it was, he asked me to give him the cash for it, because they only took card, like, I was so shocked. Mm. Five pound porridge. Yeah. That was, was that was crazy. And this guy had a great job. You know, he could definitely afford more See, than that's, one that's bowl of porridge. That's also a thing for me as well. It's like, because I've, I've dated from every class, I've dated from every culture, from every race, from like most sexualities. It's like... Good I, for you. No, but just like <laughs> in terms of like, there's never, that's never been like a, a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've dated someone who's like of working class and... They haven't had as much money as me and that's okay do you know what i mean but i think it's then in your instances they then not go somewhere where it's five pound for porridge and maybe it's three pound for porridge because yeah the other person can't well i had this but it kind of just got it kind of grated on me with my ex-boyfriend i ended up paying for everything because i i didn't make more money than you him but i had a, i had a different lifestyle to him mm-hmm. but then he never turned around he liked to live that lifestyle so he never turned around and was like I don't want to go there for dinner tonight because I can't afford it. Do you know what I mean? He would be like, yeah, let's go. And then I'd end up picking the bill, picking up the bill. Mm. And that's not cool either. Yeah, see, let's go whenever you don't have it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think that I really got that mentality from my mum and dad. It's like, together, what I want and what you want. And yeah. it's like, you, you, you balance yeah. that. You, yeah. you know when the, you also like have to know if you're, like, you're dating someone, like they don't have a lot of money right now or they do have a lot of money and you can go somewhere or... And, and be an understanding of that fact, you know. It's a very, very strong point. It's a very good point. <laughs> really good. I just think if you can't afford it, don't be embarrassed. <laughs> we'll just go somewhere. Yeah, just make a picnic. Yeah, go to make, make, a, make, a, make a lovely picnic have and go tea. to the park. Be creative about be creative. it. You don't yeah, have to spend a fucking fortune really on don't. dinner. No, definitely, the, the best, the best memories and dates I've been on have been the non-materialistic ones. Mm-hmm. One of the best dates I went on was um, I he took me to the Light Museum in. South Kensington and it was like a techno exhibition sure. and it was probably like £12 a ticket and it was so good yeah. awesome. and we I danced think, a bit like to the you I know think it was it's fun. Like, for me like one of like the best dates are like the ones where it's like they've surprised you but they've thought about you it's not just a surprise yeah 
they've thought they thought what you like and then yeah. they're gonna put their input in and take you to what you want to what yeah. they think you would want to do doesn't, it doesn't have to be this huge gesture and it, it like literally could be the smallest thing but they've thought of you they've tried to you know north west London jewish men don't do sad. that they're just they're just they'll be like oh let's go to nobu <laughs> See, it's that like that's not creative like, I, i'd just be like cool great sushi <laughs> you know what i mean like, <laughs> i like that sushi <laughs> yeah it's very true i actually do think like next guy i go on a date with i'm really sorry but you're attending my podcast <laughs> we're going on podcast date i can't wait <laughs> that is such a good idea that's brilliant me it would probably get a little bit awkward <laughs> gonna be like so Tell me about your sex life. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, not cool. Anyway, guys, this has been lovely. This has been really great. I've loved having you both on the podcast. Thanks we've gone. We've gone from many of the subjects. <laughs> many. We've really covered it in an hour. We've really covered the whole spectrum. The whole spectrum. Um, guys. Anyway, I'd like to say thank you for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Where I don't know what the topic of the conversation is going to be yet, but don't you? Oh. A day, if I can get one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'll see you all next week. Have a fantastic evening. A lovely Saturday. Enjoy that Easter bank holiday. Let's hope and pray for the sunshine. And see you all next week. Bye, guys.